Hello and welcome to this latest installment of Barnard's on the NBA. I'm your host, Matt Barnard, and I'm joined here by my son and co-host, Emilio. Hey, it's me, Emilio. We are uh, joining you on this episode once again to uh, cover one of our college all-time teams. And uh, as you may have seen from the episode title, this week we're talking about SMU. Not many great players come out of this college, but still a few solid ones. Yes, we... uh, uh, previewed this at the end of uh, last week's episode, and uh, we're back to uh, come through right now. You know, we didn't mention uh, John Konkak uh, in last week's episode, but uh, we will very likely get to him very quickly today. Yeah. Uh, as we do on these episodes, we uh, start with uh, center, power forward, then we go to a small forward, shooting guard, and point guard, and we assemble an all-time team of uh, the among the 18 players who have played in the NBA and ABA who attended SMU. Mills, let's uh, let's get it started. Who'd you have at center? I had John Comcast, and there's two guys you could really think about putting at center on this on this all-time team. I chose to go with Don Tokdak being the being the taller of the two at seven foot two fifty. Uh, a hardcore center um, played in the um, 80s and 90s. A solid player, only averaged 4.5 points per game for his career. Solid in the league. Was the fifth overall pick, though. So, not I, as I said, not many great players come out of this school, but a few solid ones. Yeah, in our redraft, uh, John Conkeck didn't make it back into the lottery. Kind of a... Uh... Uh, you know, backup big type, I would say, over the course of his uh, his career. Sure, strength. Yeah, 784 regular season games, 379 starts, but really didn't play uh, big time minutes, I, I wouldn't say, through most of his career. And certainly not a guy who was relied upon for a lot of offense or even shot blocking. I mean, for a, a big like him uh, to end up with a block per game over the course of uh, 784 regular season ones. Um Maybe a little disappointing relative to what the uh, the Hawks might have been hoping for when they drafted him. I would say, I mean, to be drafted fifth overall, I mean, I mean, the top four picks, and um, yeah, I mean, he was drafted behind Patrick Ewing, Wayman Tisdale, Bruno Benjamin, Xavier Daniel. Probably the worst out of those three. That's why. Yeah, I, I would agree. And there were obviously some really good players taken after him, some great players, in fact, a bunch of Hall of Famers uh, taken. Obviously, we we just uh, covered this on our uh, 85 draft episode just last week. Uh, John Konkak, uh, nicknamed uh, CAC, a great nickname, and uh, John Contract, because he, he uh, signed a, a restricted offer sheet with uh, the Pistons uh, back in um, – uh, 1989, uh, six years, uh, $13 million, and people thought that was an outrageous sum of money at the time. Uh, the Hawks uh, matched that restricted offer sheet, and uh, he stayed with the Hawks, where he uh, actually remained for his uh, his whole career, right, up until the uh, final season where he joined the Magic. Yes, he did. Did you have this guy at uh, Central? I did have him at Center. Uh, worth mentioning that uh, uh, SMU uh, did, did not retire uh, players' numbers for, for a long time, <laughs> but uh, finally did come through and retire uh, Concacts number back in uh, 2008. I mean, he must have been pretty good when he was fifth overall. Absolutely. And, and worth mentioning, I mean, this guy was really good in college. I mean, he was taken fifth overall, as you said. Uh, consensus second team All-American in 1985, uh, first team All-SWC during his uh, time in college, and actually won a gold medal at the Summer Olympics in 84 as part of the U.S. Uh, national team. So some nice career highlights for uh, John Konkak, I would say. I would say. 
So yeah, I had him as well at the uh, the center spot. Let's move on to the uh, to the four meals. Who'd you have there? And Andrew Johnson played eleven years in the league. Yeah, absolutely. A long career, as you mentioned, uh, 784 regular season games, 53 uh, postseason games, so definitely uh, played some time in the league. All right, let's move on to the four. Who'd you have there? I had Jim Krebs. Red Boomer, I think that's all I need to say. Uh, those are, are two of his uh, his nicknames, uh, the two that are featured on uh, Basketball Reference. Got a shout-out Basketball Reference. We rely upon it heavily for every episode of the show. Jim Krebs, uh, 6'8", 230. Uh, a center who played back in the uh, in the late 50s and early 60s, so a relatively uh, brief career, 515 regular season games for him. But a guy who really had an impact relative to other guys who attended SMU and uh, had a storied career in, uh, in college before a uh, really early, untimely demise, unfortunately, which we'll get to in just a moment. But yeah, taken with the, uh, the third overall pick in the uh, 57 NBA draft by the Minneapolis Lakers. Yeah, I mean, these top two guys definitely – getting up there in the, their draft slots. This guy, a very um, old-timer. For sure. Playing in the um, in the 50s and 60s. But a solid player for those Minneapolis Lakers teams. Didn't manage to win a title with them, even though they do win a few titles in that era. Um, got up over 10 points per game, or two 10 points per game one year. 515 games in the league throughout the course of eight, six seasons. Yeah, I made that transition with the uh, Lakers from Minneapolis to Los Angeles in uh, that 1960 season. And uh, really, I mean, uh, one of the best-known SMU players, probably the most impactful uh, looking back on it historically, uh, known for uh, having a big-time uh, hook shot during uh, his time in college and uh, uh, led the, uh, the SMU Mustangs to uh, three consecutive uh, Southwest Conference championships in, in, when he was in school. So uh, big-time work from him there. Uh, actually, uh, unfortunately, uh, was involved in a, uh, in a plane crash when he was uh, uh, alive back in 1960 and uh, on the Lakers team plane and uh, came down. Everybody was OK. But uh, yeah, pretty wild situation for uh, Jim Krebs. Not too many people who have survived a plane crash. I would say, I mean, to come down safely, unfortunately, dying five years later. Yeah, uh, the, tragically, in, a, uh, in, in an accident where uh, he was killed while trying to uh, get a tree off of uh, his neighbor's roof uh, during a storm. Uh, a limb from uh, from the tree uh, struck him in the head, and uh, he died. Tree off his neighbor's roof. Yeah, tragic uh, scenario. His wife was pregnant at the time, just 29 years old. So uh, a really, really unfortunate demise for, uh, for Jim Krebs. he was Krebs. still in the league. Well, he had actually left uh, basketball in uh, 1964, so it was like just after his playing career ended uh, at age 29 there. Um, Elected to the uh, Texas Sports Hall of Fame after he uh, passed away, and uh, also, um, there's an ant on the microphone. Also, uh, <laughs> has his number retired by uh, by SMU. One of uh, only three players to uh, have their numbers retired, along with John Konkak and uh, someone else who we'll get to in a bit. Uh, yeah, his number thirty two honored in that way. A uh, first team All American as well at um, at SMU. So w- one of the most accomplished players certainly in college to go to the school. And arguably the best player out of the school. Also, I should mention, he was featured on the cover of uh, Sports Illustrated at one point because uh, he was uh, making so much noise as a member of uh, the Mustangs. SMU Mustang. The uh, headline said, uh, Big Jim and the Texas Boom. What do you think that was about? Um, Probably due to the fact that SMU is in Texas. Yeah, what's the Texas Boom? Um... 
Yeah. All right. <laughs> I we, think we, you already know. Yeah, we may never know uh, for sure. So who'd you have at the uh, the three meals? I had the all-time great. Sammy. Uh, uh, no, I had Quentin Ross. Okay, well, so let's talk a little bit about him. This guy, he was really, the way to describe him is just a solid player. Solid player, undrafted, out of uh, SMU, uh, born in... Uh, 1981, so a guy who broke into the league in the 2004 season and played until uh, 2011, uh, seven years in the league. Definitely remember him as a uh, journeyman type, a guy who uh, was capable of uh, contributing a bit off the bench, but uh, definitely not a star. Not at all. I mean, only getting to 4.1 points per game for his career. Hey, I mean, this really isn't bad. I mean, you still got to be a great basketball player to even get to this point. And, um, he certainly did play in the league. I mean, playing in the league for for six years. Uh, seven years, I think. Seven years and a role player. Uh, 458 uh, regular season uh, games for uh, for Quentin Ross, a 6'6", six, six, uh, 195 uh, type. A uh, guy who could really play and uh, more defend uh, both uh, kind of wing positions and uh, and, and did that at, a, at a, you know, a level that allowed him to stick around for as long as he did. Uh, definitely a... Uh, a Dallas guy, we should mention uh, SMU, located within Dallas. And, um, you know, born in Dallas, went to high school in Dallas, went to college in Dallas. And, uh, hey, I mean, he even played some uh, NBA ball with the uh, Mavericks in the 2009-2010 season. I mean, to be real, he played 27 games there. That, that's that he has all, all the makings of a uh, classic uh, Actually, Dallas man. His um his picture on Wikipedia is him with Mavs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm sure that, that was a uh, good moment for him. Also a, a notable moment for him, uh, the time that he spent on the Grizzlies where he was teammates with his cousin, Darrell Arthur. Must have been nice to be on a team with your cousin. I certainly would have liked, liked that. Yeah, pretty cool. So uh, also uh, should mention, uh, as a member of uh, the SMU Mustangs, uh, named uh, WAC Player of the Year back in 2002-2003. Uh, so guy who definitely had some uh, some – Big-time highlights and uh, accomplishments at the college level. Yeah, I mean, surprising that he didn't get drafted being uh, the WAC player of the year. Yeah, that's uh, a, a good point. And obviously, he uh, he had an excellent career for himself uh, as someone who was undrafted. Uh, so I, I had Quentin Ross as well at the three. I think we're in, in lockstep so far. Let's move on to the two. Mills, who'd you have there? I had Michael Beasley, I think. I think you're thinking of Charles Oh, yeah, Beasley. Charles Beasley. I, I had him as well. Let's talk a little bit about Charlie. Yeah, um, on Basketball Reference, his name is Charles. On Wikipedia, it's Charlie. So, yeah. a controversial name here, maybe? Well, I mean, Charlie is a, is a common nickname for someone mm -hmm. named Charles. I mean, mm -hmm. I know he shares it with uh, the great Chuck Share, but um, a lot of people could have the nickname Charlie. Chuck Share. I remember him. Um, yeah, this guy, um, one of the best scorers from this um Team, 13.3 points per game, getting up there. Playing in the 60s in the ABA, so maybe a little bit easier to get in the basket. But um, 9.4 points per game for his career in one year. Led the league in free throw percentage at um, 87.2%. Yeah, and actually an 86.4% free throw shooter uh, for his career, which is you know pretty good. I mean, whatever level you're playing at, that, that's excellent. So obviously, you know, a good shooter. Obviously, the uh, you know playing at the time that he did, you know, the three ball not a big part of the game yet, so I can't really judge him too much on that. So, um, twenty five percent for three for this guy. Yeah, but a, a guy who definitely played uh, with um, with this team, 
or excuse me, with the uh, with the Chaparrals and uh, the uh, Floridians over the course of uh, his five, excuse me, four years in the league. Uh, should mention taken with the uh, 74th pick in the seventh round of the 67 NBA draft and a uh, guy who stood 6'5", 190 uh, before uh, passing away, unfortunately, back in April of uh, 2015. Should mention, uh, we were talking about Jim Krebs before, uh, you know, his success in college inspired the uh, the construction of uh, the Moody Coliseum on the uh, campus of SMU, which became the place where uh, they continued to play Mustangs, hoops, until this day. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, located in Dallas, uh, that was actually the same facility that hosted the Dallas Chaparrals when they began play uh, back in the 67-68 uh, season. And uh, they had a couple of these SMU guys uh, led by Charlie Beasley uh, on that squad. So they actually went from playing their college ball at, um, at Moody Coliseum to playing their pro ball at Moody Coliseum. Wow. Uh, playing for uh, right. Hall of Famer Cliff Hagen, who also was a player on that team. Yeah, so, um, I mean, playing in the same place in college and um, um, professionals reminds me of that guy from Pitt. Yeah, I was just going to say, Kenny Pickett, the uh, uh, quarterback from uh, Pitt who was drafted to play with the Steelers and uh, will end up using the same home stadium. So, yes, I agree, a very similar scenario there. Uh, that Chaparral's team, I know it's come up with us in the past, but uh, let's talk a little bit about that. I mean, just uh, some, some of the all-time greats uh, represented on that squad. Yeah, Dennis Holman, Carlin Hooser. Yeah, those guys. Beasley. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get to them uh, as, as the episode proceeds. But uh, i got to mention as well, uh, Rich Peak, one of our uh, longtime right. faves uh, who attended Florida. Bob Berger. 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 <laughs> and, and the gun, uh, Bob Berger. <laughs> I knew he was something like that. Uh, absolutely. All right, so, yeah, Charlie Beasley, I, I agree, one of the best scorers, uh, I think, to come out of SMU. And uh, he was my choice as well at the uh, at the two. All right, let's get to our point guard. Milt, who'd you have? I had Shake Milton, the protein shake. He, um, a solid shooter on this um, current Sixers team, has been with the Sixers for his whole career. Actually averaged 13 points per game last year, getting a lot more run without James Harden on the roster or Ben Simmons. This year, the role has dropped down a little bit, but still averaging 8.2 points per game. Definitely got some run this postseason. And, um, you check out some Sixers ball, you're going to see Shake Milton. Yeah, a current player and uh, someone who's uh, making noise in the league right now, just uh, finishing his age 25 season. A guy who can really light it up. I mean, he hasn't always had uh, the opportunity to uh, uh, have a central role in, uh, in in the Sixers offense. But, I mean, he scored as many as, uh, I think, uh, 39 points in an NBA game. So, clearly uh, capable of getting hot like that and, uh, and, and making it such that, um, you know, he's, he's one of the top scorers uh, from SMU. Yeah, scoring um thirty points in a um a game against the sick or Clippers losing by six, but I mean, yeah, getting thirty nine points in an NBA game is uh is something. I mean, seven for nine from three too. I mean, a very efficient uh thirty nine points. I mean, that's on twenty field goals. Yeah, now we're probably going nuts that. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, Shake Milton capable of uh of getting hot like that. Uh, yeah, so I, I think you know a lot more to come from uh, Shake Milton hopefully in the uh, in, the, in the coming years. But a uh, guy who was uh, accomplished in uh, in college at uh, at SMU and also has uh, gotten off to a solid NBA start. Okay. All right, so uh, I, I had uh, Shake Milton at the point as well. So let's just run down this uh, this starting lineup quickly, and we can uh, take a quick break before we uh, come back and talk about a few more guys. So at center, I had John Conkac, power forward Jim Crab, shooting small forward Quentin Ross, shooting guard Charles Beasley, and point guard Shake Milton. And I had uh, just the same. We'll be back in a moment. 
Now we're back to uh, talk about a few more players who attended SMU and yes, went on to play in the NBA and ABA. Uh, so we're, we're in, a, in a time right now where there are actually a few uh, SMU players in the league. Obviously, we mentioned uh, Shake Milton just a moment ago. Also in the league right now from SMU is Sterling Brown. Let's talk about this guy. Brother Shannon Brown, I think it'll all be best. Well, Shannon Brown, his brother, was a phenomenal dunker in the league for a while. Really, really good athlete. And um, But let, let's talk a little bit about Sterling before we get to uh, Shannon. Yeah, Sterling, a, uh, I think of him as a solid shooter, was on a Bucks team that was um, pretty good um, recently. Didn't win the title with them, got traded to the Rockets, but or maybe signed, I don't know. Solid player in the league and um, definitely in consideration for um, our team. Uh, for sure, uh, yeah, taken with the uh, 46th pick in the second round in the uh, 2017 draft. And, uh, yeah, has, has been, uh, I think, more known as a defender uh, in the league uh, so far, a guy who's capable of okay. defending at the uh, the 2, the 3, at the 1 a little bit, too, at uh, 6'5", uh, 219. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he played uh, – obviously, he's played on some pretty decent teams in his uh, career so far. I mean, not getting a ton of run, uh, 16.8 minutes per game across uh, 264 games so far. But uh, certainly, you know, still has uh, some opportunity in the league, I would say. Yeah, for sure. I thought of him as a shooter, but I guess that's not the case. A solid shooter in the league. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, thirty-six uh, percent from three. Yeah, absolutely. So a threat from out there. But yeah, uh, somebody who could definitely improve and uh, earn himself more minutes. Yeah, uh, actually played at SMU with uh, with Semi Ojale, who we'll mention uh, in just a moment. Uh, so you know, a part of a good run at, at SMU in in recent years. Oh yeah, Shannon Brown, a two-time champ. Yeah, Shannon Brown, his brother, a two-time champ, I believe, with the uh, with the Lakers there. Uh, also a very impressive uh, NBA run uh, out of him. Uh, Sterling Brown and, and Shannon Brown uh, both attending uh, Proviso East uh, High School in uh, in Illinois, which I believe is where uh, the great uh, analyst Nate Duncan attended, either Proviso East or Proviso West. But uh, those, uh, those schools, both hotbeds of uh, NBA talent, I believe uh, – our man uh, Javon Carter, also an attendee of uh, of, of those uh, schools, one of um, Avi's um, favorites, my sister, and um, from the district out favorites, and with Avi and Matt, they posted an episode today, so um, got to go. So that's only for seven minutes. Uh, very, very good point. Um, also wanted to mention uh, Sterling Brown. I've noticed uh, he's, he seems to be on the cutting edge of uh, NBA fashion. I don't know if you've noticed this uh, during his uh, time with the Mavericks. Seemed to be really into the. Uh, uh, wearing his uh, uh, no warm up shirt, uh, so you can see his jersey, but he he wears the warm up pants. So what, what yeah, do you, what I do you think? I, about I think I've noticed him doing that. Before. Yeah, it definitely seems to be a thing for him. So uh, yeah, any any thoughts on that particular style choice? It's unusual. Yeah, you, you don't you don't see a lot of guys going for that. Yeah, I would say more more often you see like not wearing any warm up pants, so you're just seeing the shorts, and you are wearing a warm up top. Yeah, but I feel like. You could go all Yeah, I, I mean, I know you're you're big into wearing your uh, your warm ups, and I mean, I I agree with that decision. I mean, I think you know you don't want to confuse the players on the court if you're uh, on the bench. I mean, and, unless it's mid game, because like in my games, like I think the coach might get mad at you if you have your warm ups on mid game. You think so? Yeah. But it's definitely standard practice in the NBA. I would say. I mean, you get on the bench, you put your warm up on, and you take it off when you're ready to come back in. Interesting. So uh, Sterling Brown, uh, you know, flooding convention a little bit when it comes to uh, his uh, uh, on the bench uh, attire. Yeah. And in this picture here, you can see that some of the Mavs players have their shorts on, but they're warm up tops on. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's a more, more common uh, way of going about it. 
All right, let's let's talk a little bit about Semi Ojale as well. This guy has featured in the league in uh, in recent years. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Semi Muscle Jesus, the Ox, Thor, the Ojale Factory, the man made of granite. Um, pretty strong, obviously. Um, yeah, he's ripped. <laughs> yeah, but um, mostly known for his defending as well. I think also attended Duke in his college times, but um, solid. I, I've He's a pretty good. He's like a corner specialist for threes on the Clippers right now. Not an amazing player, but definitely. Yeah, I think he's a, a free agent right now, but I would expect him to get more of an opportunity in the league at, at age 27, uh, given his physical profile. Um, as you mentioned, really strong, uh, 6'6", uh, 240, but that doesn't really tell the whole story. Uh, 37th pick in the uh, 2017 draft, and began his career with the uh, with, with the Celtics there. Um, yeah, I would expect he'll, he'll get another opportunity uh, somewhere. But uh, as you mentioned, uh, started his uh, college career at Duke, where he was actually a huge prospect. I mean, you imagine someone who's uh, going to play at Duke, probably going to be a big-time prospect, and uh, he was. In uh, 2013, named the uh, Parade Magazine National Player of the Year in high school. Yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, come on. And he's really good side shuffler, too. Really good what? Side shuffler. A really good side shuffler. <laughs> it looks like that in his picture. Yeah. He's like even doing it in the middle of the game. Referencing uh, Samuel Jolie's picture on his Wikipedia page. We, we do reference uh, Wikipedia uh, helping us out with these episodes. But definitely his size. Definitely playing a big part in his um, how, how he contributes to the game. Uh, no question about it. And uh, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see some more from him in all likelihood. All right, let's also talk about uh, Ira... Terrell. Now, uh, what do you think about this guy? Uh, just a fabulous player. You think so? I mean, he definitely yeah. ha- had his moments. I mean, uh, came in with the uh, 45th overall pick in the uh, 1976 NBA draft, drafted by the Suns there. I did find that the case. Yeah, and uh, th- that first season, uh, he, he, he did get it going. I mean, uh, 78 games, 22.4 minutes per game with those Suns, and uh, he averaged uh, 8.5 points per game and uh, five rebounds. It's not bad. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, suffered a, a a back injury there. Didn't play his uh, his second season and uh, didn't quite come back quite the same after that. I mean, he really he really dropped off quite a bit. Came was up at eighty point three points per game on the first season and really did not live up to that potential in that season with only four point five. Yeah, I mean, you, you hate to uh, you hate to see that. Uh, let's also talk about Adrian Caldwell. Now, this guy, uh, also known as, uh, I mean, you might know him as AC. AC um, Green, you might say as well. Um, this guy, not a very prominent career in the league. Did, not like many of these players, did play um, eight years in the league, which is pretty impressive. Or he um, played in other leagues three of those years. So he played five years in the league. Um, and was like somebody who averaged two points per game. Yeah, I mean, 197 regular season games uh, started uh, one game in the uh, 95-96 season. And, um, yeah, I mean, a guy who attended uh, multiple uh, universities, uh, SMU and Lamar as well, uh, 6'8", 265-pound uh, uh, forward uh, type uh, AC. I don't know, but AC also uh, notably stands for uh, air conditioner. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, so that's – Maybe uh, he was, like, very cold. You know, like I'm, like George Gervin. Yeah, it's not so bad being cold as a uh, basketball player, as uh, as you all know. All right, let's also talk about Gerald Sasser. Now, this guy's name always stood out to me. You don't come across too many Gerald's. 
Yeah, um, this guy, but he only played two years in the league. He was the second, second, 22nd overall pick. 2.5 points per game in two seasons in the league. Not great. Yeah, you'd probably like a little more from uh, your 22nd overall pick uh, back in the 2001 I mean, draft. Only playing two years in the league is not that great. Uh, it's not great, but uh, you know you gotta you gotta appreciate the uh, the bloodlines when you're talking about uh, Gerald Sasser. His brother Jason Sasser also uh, got busy in the league. I would say um, only played four, two years as well, a little bit earlier than um, than Gerald, um, but. Did play in the league. Did a little bit better than. Yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, you know, the, the, the two of them, uh, you know, have, having kind of similar impact, uh, I would say, in the league. Gerald, though, playing uh, quite a bit more, 82 regular season games. That's one full season. And uh, I, I know we, we talked about this in relation to uh, Marvin Bagley the third recently, as we talked about his grandfather, uh, John Barber, the uh, grandfather of uh, the Sasser boys, uh, Jason and Gerald. He also got some NBA action in. Yeah, he did. He played five games in the league, and um, I got to give him credit for that. I don't want laughing here. Um, that's very unkind. Um, John Barber, a solid player and uh, an old time. And a, a teammate on the 56-57 uh, Hawks oh boy. Oh boy. of uh, some great players. I mean, the, the, this, this is – You want to know more about this roster, listen to any of our other episodes. Yeah, I mean, this, uh, this team featured – the likes of Cliff Hagen, who we mentioned earlier in this episode. Chuck Scher. Chuck Scher, who we mentioned as well. Uh, the great Alex Hannum, incredible Ed coach. Macaulay. Ed McCauley. Ed McCauley. Slater, uh, Slater Martin. I mean, talking about Doogie. <laughs> Bob Pettit. Yeah, some some great uh, some great classic players on that uh, St. Louis Hawks team. So John Barber. Slater Martin. The, uh, <laughs> the Sasser grandfather uh, got an opportunity to play with those guys after being taken with the uh, 55th, 51st pick in the uh, 56 NBA draft. Yeah. Let's also mention um, Brad Branson. Now, this guy got a taste after uh, being drafted with the uh, 45th overall pick in the 80 NBA draft by the Pistons. Actually, not terrible. I don't know why he bailed out of the league. Was averaging 5.4 points per game for his career and then just, like, bailed out for some reason. Had a solid first two seasons in the league, and they just, like, decided that he basketball was missing. Well, he actually went to play overseas a bit. He played for uh, Silverstone uh, Brescia, uh, Real Madrid, and uh, Pamesa Valencia. So, uh, you know, I got some work in overseas. But, uh, yeah, I mean, not not too disappointing for uh, someone taking with the 45th pick. Yeah, not at all. I mean, averaging 5.4 points per game two seasons is not bad. Yeah, I mean, 6'10", uh, 220, so some good size. And, uh, yeah, I mean, some solid performance out of uh, Brad Branson. Uh, let's also talk about... Carol Hooser. Now, this is one of a couple of uh, players who we mentioned earlier uh, being on that uh, uh, Chaparral's team that, uh, that that played at, on the University of uh, – or at the University where SMU is located. Yeah, another guy who um, decided to bail out after one season to go play overseas. Um, a solid first season, 5.6 points per game, and um, actually 100% from three, this guy – Lights out. I mean, this guy's one of the greatest three-point shooters I've seen all time. Well, he's one for one. I mean, you, you got to respect uh, hitting that first one and just being like, you know what? I'm not going to top that. And then he, like, took all layups. Yeah, so it was uh, no more threes after that. Uh, obviously, you know, able to take threes because he was uh, participating in the ABA. 
Maybe a they have two point one four. Yeah, yeah, they did. And uh, Carol Hooser uh, maybe just wasn't up for uh, for the travel. I mean, that that's certainly possible for uh, a, a guy in this kind of situation. to travel in um, the Air Force. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm not even sure that he uh, necessarily played in uh, Europe. I'm not sure where he got that. Oh, from. I thought it's on the page. <laughs> no, uh, Carol Hooser uh, still with us, uh, fortunately, at age uh, 78 as uh, as we record. I was looking today. at Brad Hooser's page. That's all right. Uh, also, a member of that uh, that same Chaparral's team, Dennis Holman, uh, better known as uh, as Denny. Mentioned him earlier in this episode. Um, yeah, three point eight points per game in one season, and this guy's just getting a little um, cup of coffee in the league. Forty eight games, twelve minutes a game, and um, just fine. Not really fine. Worse than fine, but fine. <laughs> yeah, he's decent for an undrafted guy. Uh, Southwest uh, Conference Player of the Year back in 1967. So uh, some notable moments for him at the college level. Uh, let's also make sure we mention uh, Gene Phillips. I feel like this could be like a hyphenated last name, like John Gene Phillips or something. Yeah, uh, it certainly could be. But uh, in, in fact, uh, just uh, Gene Phillips, uh, Donald Eugene Phillips, uh, if you want to get technical about it. A, uh, a Houston guy, or, or a Texas guy, I should say. Sorry, SMU in in Dallas here, uh, taken with the 119th pick in the uh, 1971 NBA draft, and uh, a guy who played as well on those uh, those Chaparral squads. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Chaparrals in this um, in this college. Um, unfortunately, got a first season, uh, 28 games, 2.8 points per game. And then he's like. Good, 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 and then he comes back next season, and he he plays three games, and he, and he doesn't get the ball in the basket. Yeah, that's going to be a theme as we get down the end of this episode. Oh, uh, not not scoring, unfortunately. But I should mention about Gene Phillips, one of uh, only three players to uh, have his number retired at uh, at, at SMU. That is and uh, it's because he was the uh, three-time Southwest Conference Player of the Year when he was in college. So. I mean, I'm it, not surprised he got drafted, but I mean, probably should have gotten drafted higher than 190. I mean, give it up for uh, for Gene. And he scored 18 points in the game. Yeah, so uh, Gene Phillips maybe a little better than uh, you would think at first glance. Yeah. All right, let's let's talk about uh, Carl McKinney. Yeah, let's talk about him. 2.4 points per game for his career in two years. Played one year in the middle in Italy, and yeah. Also played at Tulsa. We're yep. talking about a, a six foot four shooting guard, 190 pounds, and uh, you know, actually out of San Diego. Not bad. Uh, yeah, I mean, he made the trip. He made the trip to play college. Yeah, 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 absolutely did. And uh, as we mentioned uh, on a number of occasions here, uh, a guy who you know had some notable accolades in uh, in, in college, uh, significantly the uh, Southwest Conference uh, Player of the Year in uh, 1988. That's how you find your way. Onto an NBA roster out of SMU in uh, 1989. Yeah. All right, so we just got a couple guys left here. We got to talk about Ben Moore. Now, this guy still only 27. So, I mean, even though I, I'm not gonna gonna suggest that he's gonna get back in the league, but he could. And, he he uh, definitely it, could. Unfortunately, picking up in his two games, four personal fouls in two games. Unfortunately, this did happen. He did get to play on our team called the Mad Ants, though. So um, I give him credit for that. Mad Ants are a G League team. Great name, in my opinion. But 
currently playing in, uh, in Puerto Rico. Zero points. Uh, zero points so far in his NBA career. Just a little taste there uh, for, for Ben Moore. Uh, as I mentioned, currently playing for the uh, Mets uh, de Guanabo. Um in, uh, in in Puerto Rico, so still uh, still getting it done as a uh, professional basketball player. Should mention, I mean, he began the uh, 2022 season as a member of the Memphis Hustle. So this guy was playing in the G League for the uh, Grizzlies uh, G League affiliate as recently as this year. Yeah, so definitely could get back in the league. And uh, speaking of guys who uh, could get back in the league, let's talk about a guy who played in the league just this past season, two games for uh, Ferran Hunt. Yeah, or for Ron Hunt. One personal foul, no points. Attended SMU, age 22, from DeSoto, Texas. Um, yeah, played for the Knicks this year, two games, four minutes. Great job. Yeah, I mean, he, he signed a 10-day uh, with the uh, with the Pelicans as well uh, uh, during uh, the last couple of years. And uh, he, he's, he's got a shot. I mean, good size, uh, 6'8", 195. Yeah. He just has to, like, be better about, like, shooting. Yeah, I mean, maybe he'll get an opportunity still. I mean, obviously, just uh, you know, a few minutes so far in the league. Four. And uh, finally, we should uh, we should make sure we uh, we t- we talk about Roy uh, Pugh. Yeah, we should. This guy a bit better than a few other guys we've talked about this um, these last few. Um, one year in the league, but average one point four points per game in that year. Getting 23 games and um, just points. Playing the BAA. Yeah, this is a real old-timer uh, taken in the second round of the uh, 1948 BAA draft, uh, 6'6", uh, 210 pounds, out of SMU. Uh, unfortunately, uh, passed away back in uh, 2006 at age 83, but uh, yeah, did play that first uh, season, 1948, with the uh, Indianapolis Kautskis, the uh, Indianapolis Jets, the Fort Wayne Pistons, and the Philadelphia Warriors, so one of the uh, one of the guys who got in early in uh, what would go on to become NBA basketball. Yep, and that's going to wrap this one up. Not that many interesting players to talk about, but hope you enjoyed us talking about some, well, not as great players. But, um, yeah, if you want to check out any other episodes, you can check out Favorites of Ava and Matt. And you? Yeah, I mean, you think uh, we might have uh, a little bit more uh, – uh, Pep in the next episode, uh, yeah, yes. some, some better yes. players, perhaps. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna cook up another episode for you and uh, and get that out to you next week. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to uh, get in touch with us about anything, you can reach out to us at uh, Barnards on the NBA at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter at Barnards on NBA. Thanks so much for joining us this week, and we'll see you next time. Bye.